and because I can work online once I have good Wi-Fi a decent internet connection it's no problem it's you know it's the same same as being back at home in Ireland there's no difference really so yeah it's 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 probably something I personally needed to do it's it, it keeps me you know it keeps me energized it's something I really passionately enjoy and I feel if I was just in an office I would not be as inspired and it would make that whole that whole idea process that I was speaking about earlier just way more difficult welcome to the chasing passion podcast my name is Dom and I'm your host each week I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing it thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin in this episode, we're joined by David Cleary. David is working as a full-time digital entrepreneur and vegan personal trainer whose businesses revolve around veganism. He's also the co-founder of Vegan Health Hub, which provides vegan products to its clients such as meal plans, books, and much more, and they're all designed by experts. In this episode, we talk about what it's like to work as a digital nomad, some advice to someone who wants to be a vegan. We also talk about the challenges, the benefits, and work hours related to such a career, along with much more. And without further ado, please enjoy the episode. David, welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers for having me. <laughs> it's a beautiful Saturday. We're in the middle of a storm, so a bit of a, bit of a day ahead of us. Yeah, for sure. You might <laughs> hear some, some raindrops behind us. <laughs> Um, so I guess the first question I want to ask you is who you are, what are you all about, and what are you involved in? Sure. Yeah, so um, I suppose I come from come from a dairy kind of background, farming background in Ireland. So, you know, right in the middle of Ireland, um, would have grown up, you know, big into sport, big into fitness, you know, rugby, football, soccer, all that. Mm. Um, and I've kind of carried that through my life where I've always been interested in, in you know, that whole scene and obviously health and fitness around that and it's kind of evolved more than into you know more plant-based over the years and you know finally becoming vegan a couple of years ago and that's kind of you know I would say that's a big part of my life at the minute obviously my business revolves around being vegan and you know my whole life is promoting that lifestyle and just living that lifestyle the best I can mm. and you mentioned you're a vegan now so what made you go vegan in the first place and um, why I guess yeah sure so it's it was kind of a mix of things, but I always, I always felt there was something wrong with, you know, the food industry and also consuming animal products, yeah. that whole area. So even from a young age, I was always a little bit uneasy. So I suppose that I didn't consider it an option to go vegan for a long time. It was only when I started to, to travel around a little bit and I kind of, you know, I began to see that there was other ways that you didn't need to eat, you know, copious amounts of meat and dairy every day to be healthier, you know, um, it was only when I experienced that and I kind of I actually met some other people that were you know were vegan or vegetarian and I got more exposure to that that you know I kind of went on that path of slowly over a number of years reducing the amount of meat and dairy I was eating and you know increasing the amount of plants until you know 2000 late 2016 I decided you know after Christmas that was it I just had enough enough of meat at that time so tried vegan in January 2017 and just never went back really you know it's three years later um you know perfectly healthy no problem still able to train none of those you know misconceptions that people have that you know 
you're, you're getting you're going to be unhealthy you're not going to be able to play sports you're not going to be able to train in the gym i've seen there's none of those issues so yeah that's um that's kind of been a journey to to now at least and now you run your own business which revolves around um i guess marketing and stuff like that yeah but before that what did you do before that yeah so i've always been um always been quite entrepreneurial and i've had other food businesses mm. so you know my family like i mentioned start is is a dairy family so we've always had a you know milk yogurts that kind of thing so i've grown up in in that environment where you, mm. know, you know obviously working during school holidays weekends that all um so yeah it, it's kind of it's always been in me and as i got older obviously in college and stuff studied business kind of became entrepreneurship you know really came to the forefront there so i kind of decided i would open a business straight after college so i went that and it was actually while i wasn't vegan at the time it was actually a vegan business so i had noticed the trend towards plant milk so mm. almond milk cashew milk this is you know it's actually six years ago now so obviously it wasn't as big as it is now i noticed that trend coming from the u.s so my first business was that was manufacturing almond milk cashew milk and um, you know in the end it, it didn't go as planned i was probably a little bit a little bit too early to market with it and there just wasn't that customer base so that was kind of my first um that was my first business and I've had a couple of other smaller ones then some ideas that you know not everything came to came to light but uh yeah i've been kind of working away on that and then the main thing obviously is as instagram has grown i've kind of been on that and that's where i've grown my my current business so you're always entrepreneurial like since since like you left college you're like right i want to start this business and that's it yeah and, yeah and then once you finish how did the whole process work with the milk and um, did you like produce in a factory or produce it at home like how how did that work sure yeah it was um i, I actually produced it myself as in i got a small factory mm-hmm. we had some equipment it was it was pretty small scale obviously to start with mm. but yeah so we were we were actually making it close to where i live we had a small kitchen there set up a little factory inside that oh. <laughs> and we were just producing it and yeah i wouldn't say there was any you know serious volume but we were got it kicked off and got some investment in it um yeah so it it, it was small but it was it was a start and but like you said it's very difficult to like uh, launch something when like when you're way below like when the trends haven't started yet well i obviously you were seeing them in the u.s but like if you look at blockchain for example i think it's too early to start blockchain now yeah. so you're kind of like super early which is really cool actually because the way you saw that coming sure and with the vegan like just everyone just going vegan now yeah. or whatever so i think that's huge yeah it's i suppose it's just spotting those trends that's always been like i've always been interested in you know that you know in food i suppose a lot of it comes from the u.s that's where a lot of these food trends start from and similar to veganism i was actually in la where i came across the first first person that was vegan Mm. so that's actually where that started but you can spot a lot of these trends that they'll start generally in the west coast then they'll come over new york london and they kind of spread from there so you can spot a lot definitely in food and i'm sure in other in- industries as well you can spot trends there you know a couple of years before and then that's good but obviously if you come to market too soon like i feel i did mm. it can work against you but yeah. if you hit that if you hit the wave at the right time you know you can do quite well from yeah it. you have to get the sweet sweet spot yeah and do you see any trends now that are kind of in the food industry or trends in general maybe 
Sure, yeah. Well, look, I suppose the <laughs> veganism plant-based yeah. is, is the, the biggest one. Um, in terms of what I see at the minute, I would definitely say that the whole meat replacement scene is only really kicking off and that's going to be the big one because we've seen, we've seen dairy alternatives grow. You know, I see in the US in some places it's 50-50 in terms of non-dairy versus dairy. But the meat oil is not really... It's growing, but it's not it's not quite the same. So you're going to see more more meat alternatives come in. And you can already see that here. You know, if you, if you go to any store anywhere in Europe, you'll see that as well, not just the US. Mm. And, but I think that kind of lab-grown meat is... Lab-grown meat, yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's going to be the next big trend. And it sounds like, oh, it's grown in a lab, it's not good, but it's, yeah. it, it's a process to make the proteins. And it's something that has been used before. It's not completely new. It's just taking this and making meat alternatives from it so while it sounds like okay you know it's cells it's growing a lab i don't want to eat this it's actually some a process that has been used before in the food industry and it's probably you know people are probably consuming products that have been made like this before so it's not as far-fetched as you might think it's just getting the getting the cost down and getting the economy of scale with these things but i think that is that's probably where it's going um, and it makes sense from, you know, if you can grow protein in a vat, you can, you know, it doesn't take that, that same amount of land, that same amount of resources. So it makes sense from that point of view as well to, to move towards that. Because um, it's, yeah, as the population grows, it's getting harder and harder to feed these yeah, amount of, course, of people. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it's that's very unsustainable it, as well, so. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we're seeing people go go plant-based go vegan yeah for those concerned as well so this is kind of the next step um so yeah i'm interested where that goes and you know it's yeah i think it's going to be pretty big and maybe not you know maybe it'll take more than five years but maybe 10 15 20 years we'll see it all of that and is it still healthy to eat these like lab-grown foods because like i saw this on like social media like you know just see like yeah. these labs and just they're producing meat or whatever yeah. like is it healthy what's it what are the components like what's involved to make the whole uh, meat i don't know whatever you call it yeah for sure <laughs> so i mean it starts with a starter cell and then they're in the vat and they feed and they kind of replicate so you've got proteins I'm no expert on this. It's, yeah, you know. No, I'm just I, curious because I, I, I honestly have honestly have no idea. So you probably have better notion than me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just you know, it it's starts with a, a starter culture and it feeds on that and it mm. replicates protein. So you, you end up with a yeah. With I'm probably not explaining it as well as someone from that background <laughs> would, but yeah. that's kind of what I took from it. Ah, oh, that's and, really cool. Um, yeah, and then from there you've got the protein that you can make. So it's similar if you think of like a meat alternative that's made from soy products mm. they've got to get the protein f- you know from somewhere so generally it's coming from from soybeans from soy protein that's extracted from soybeans so that it's it's a similar process in many ways you're just you're just getting the protein from a different source mm. yeah that's really cool i think like especially like when you mentioned like sustainability like we we can't um eat like that much meat or dairy whatever as a global population because we're just gonna like there's storms happening pretty much every single week now sure. at this stage so we just can't like it's not sustainable so i think like it's, it's the only option really yeah i suppose like obviously going you know using plants for this is an alternative as mm. well like you know growing more crops but this i think it's probably it's not going to be one or just one way it's going to be a couple of different ways that we you know move away from animal agriculture and move to 
different sources of yeah. protein is the big one because that's, that's what people are most concerned about and that's you know that's what that's what uh, the demand is growing for is for protein sources so yeah it's probably a mix of mix of a couple of ways but that is one way and on the whole protein topic because like i initially like i i tried going vegan as well i pretty much am a vegan except like if my if i go home and my mom makes me like i don't know some dinner that involves a little bit of meat i'll have it like i'm not sure. gonna say no but um i do try 99 percent to have a vegan diet but um where was it going with this question oh yeah protein uh like is it is it possible to be deficient in protein these days? Because like a lot of people say, oh, I need like 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram, whatever. Like, What's your kind of take on protein and how to actually get on a vegan diet? Because that's a big one, I think. Yeah, and it's probably, it's definitely one of the biggest questions. Mm. I, it's something I had before I was going vegan as well. So I suppose from, you know, I would have had quite a lot of, a lot of meat every day. Mm. So it was definitely a concern for me when I first went vegan. But it does take, I suppose... It takes a little bit of, little bit of reworking of your diet, and instead of aiming for those massive amounts of protein, that is very unlikely to be making any difference. You know, you just got to dial it back in a bit and realize that, especially if you focus on more whole foods, you're getting a lot of other benefits. You know, more vitamins, more minerals. You know, all that side, that whole micronutrient side that you're probably not getting if you're so focused on protein heavy sources. So. Like I actually found when I made that switch, okay, my protein was lower, but I was recovering much better. My diet was just much better overall. I felt much better. There was no, yeah, okay, you, you need you need to consider protein sources and where you're getting it, especially if you're you're training, you're into, you know, you're playing sports, you're into fitness, bodybuilding, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it does take a little bit of time, but there's never been an easier time because there is so many. Like, the, you know, obviously protein powder is one way if you want to boost it, but there's so many tofu, tempeh, all these, you know, different beans, there's meat alternatives. There's so many options out there that realistically, whatever protein target you want to hit, you will be able to hit it, you know. Um, now, I don't recommend some of those insane amounts where people are having, you know, 250, 300 grams of protein. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it's, it it's can't common. be healthy either. No, it's not because it takes away. If you're eating all that protein, it takes away calories from other sources mm. that are probably going to do your health much better than just continuously focus yeah. on protein. So, just trying to move that, you know, that shift away. That okay, maybe just reduce the protein down a little bit, but then think of all the other important benefits you're getting from consuming, you know, probably more carb, more fat sources, mm. but all the extra benefits that come with them. So. It's trying, to, it's trying to switch people over to that thinking and it took me time as well so you know i'm always considerate of that it does take time for some people because i was in that position a couple mm. of years ago as well so you know i, I definitely appreciate that but it, it will and when you get there and you see the benefits and you feel the benefits then it's a lot easier you know to actually go fully vegan yeah and, and go from there so yeah and like when initially when i started like i found it quite difficult to like i I was like what the hell am i supposed to eat but like pages like yours and like pages on instagram they're very helpful and like what helped me is kind of just like if you okay let's say you you normally have chicken with this dinner instead of chicken put in like another protein source it might be lentils it might be beans and like as a result of i was eating so much more legumes and just these different foods i've never eaten before and it's amazing like it's so cool yeah yeah like 
you definitely because you've got to be a little bit more creative mm. and you've got to think outside the box because like a lot of us would have grown up on that you know <laughs> the plate was mostly meat and a little bit of potato and veg or, yeah. you know definitely if you're growing up in Ireland it was something similar so it's just about you know rethinking that and what can I add in to replace that yeah and look there's so many so many different things you can add in there now and you know obviously we're exposed to a lot of different cuisines now that you can that a lot of other you know I'm thinking like a lot of Indian food will mm. naturally you know be made with lentils tofu even tofu yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you know so as you get more exposed to, to that as well it's it becomes easier to think of different meals and you know it, it's i don't even think about it anymore it's you know obviously it's just it natural naturally. yeah 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 that, like i just know what to eat now when it does take a little bit of time but when you when you stop thinking of it as just i need to see a protein source <laughs> yeah. on it and you think of other options and look if you if you really do want to you know, tofu, tempeh, those kind of things are, are higher in protein and say mm. lentils or beans um, or just meat alternatives. If you're transitioning, they can be quite helpful for, you know, vegan chicken, vegan mince, that kind of, those kind of products. They can help and you can still, you're still going to have similar macros, similar protein content. It's just obviously coming from a plant-based. Mm. So, so what does your actual diet look like day to day? Like, obviously varies a lot, but like, yeah. on like, how do you structure meals? Like, because you said it's kind of natural. So I'm curious to know, like, what's your top process when it comes to like breakfast? Yeah, what I'm gonna make and so on. Yeah, I suppose it, my breakfast has been the same for about a year, maybe two years at this stage. So oatmeal, oatmeal, yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Same here, <laughs> exactly. It's just so simple. So yeah. you know, re- really good for you, really filling. Um, yeah, it's got a bit. I'm literally consuming about half a kilo of oats at the minute. <laughs> uh, so it's just perfect. So yeah, I suppose oats, I'll generally do oats, chia, flax seeds, uh, soy milk. I'll put some berries, bananas. That's kind of my breakfast every morning. I'll, mm. I'll just start with that. And then, yeah, I would say I'd probably have one one more bean-heavy or lentil meal mm. and one more, more tofu, tempeh, that kind of thing meal as well. So... That they would kind of be so for example you know i might have tofu veg with rice maybe some sauce on that that might be lunch and then for dinner it might be like a, a mixed bean chili mm. a lentil curry that kind of thing so sounds tasty <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like it's like i i share these these foods with a lot of you know a lot of my friends very few of my friends or family are vegan so mm. you know I've never heard anyone complain yet. Everyone's enjoyed the recipe, so it's like, uh, it's it, it's insane when they always think like, oh, I know what would you eat if you're vegan. But then when you when you put it in front of them, like, oh yeah, that's pretty obvious. Actually, it's just like it's a chili, but instead of mince, it's more beans, or it's got a vegan mince, or it's got like textured vegetable protein, or something else. But it's actually not that different. It's just just a chili, and it's so tasty as well. Like yeah. I, I love it. Like it's so nice. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's very little difference really that's you mm. know um and it can be that easy um it's just you know people will try to overcomplicate, and you know you're going to miss x y and z nutrients you're not going to get all these amino acids but like, that's very very rarely the case and on that topic because it is it is interesting to bring it up um so i don't know if you obviously heard about the game changers documentary yeah. but a lot of them um, kind of um people are 
that are against the documentary say, oh, if you eat too much soy, it causes like too much estrogen levels. Is that is that correct? I'm not sure. But um, some sort of hormone and like, I don't know, apparently does some bad stuff. But like, yeah, what's your take on uh, too much soy? Is that even a thing? Yeah, um, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, with the protein, yeah. the soy is probably um, probably the second most common question. You know, so like, yeah, look, I we, we've looked at this quite a lot and, you know, we work with a dietitian. Mm. He's covered it quite a lot on, on our Instagram pages. And, you know, there's no clear evidence. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's still just a bean. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's the same as black bean or it's the same as, you know, kidney beans. Mm. But like, I don't hear people lose their mind over, yeah. over those beans. So it's like, I, I don't know where exactly this soy things. And I've heard some that like maybe it started in the US in the 80s mm. from... You know, dairy companies that were kind of, you know, obviously soy is a higher protein legume, mm. you know, trying to push back against that. And there was some, look, there is some research that, you know, if you interpret it that way, it might be seen as a negative. But like, you know, overall, there's, there's just no evidence to back up some of these insane claims that like soy is going to do X, Y, and Z that I hear every day. And like, I've been eating soy yeah, I, I eat quite a lot and I probably would have some, you know, between soy milk, tofu, I'd probably have it nearly every day and mm. I have done for the last two years. And I know, like a lot of people I know would be in that vegan scene, plant-based and I've never heard anybody have any issues from it or, you know, not being able to build muscle mm. while consuming soy. Like, yeah, I've just, um, I don't know where some of these, you know, oh, look, I can see where they stem from that. It's obviously some type of marketing people interpreting results from studies differently and just kind of focus on one small area because i can think of one where there was a case of one guy who kind of grew man boobs from it but he had other conditions and yeah. other things that would have led that so yeah you know of course it's hard to just say okay that's it. everyone's going to grow <laughs> you know it's going to be like that for everybody because that's yeah. not the case like, yeah um so like yeah that's where it comes from misinformation people start spreading it and we're in this age where it's very easy to spread information which is great because you know we can do share things like there's this good podcast. and bad too I yeah, suppose, yeah but then it depends on what you're sharing as well yeah. and um, it's very easy to push those narratives that x y and z is bad and we shouldn't it's going to cause this with nothing to back it up like you know which is what we see yeah so that's you know that's the, that's where I, I feel a lot of it is coming from from soy is a lot of that information is out there and people are just pushing it and pushing it that it's going to cause x y and z when there's very little to back it up i mean it's an excellent point you made it's just a bean like it's same yeah. as a kidney bean same as a pinto bean same as any other bean so yeah i mean yeah that, that's a very good point actually yeah. never thought about it that way yeah and i don't hear anybody nobody comes to me and tells me kidney beans are going to <laughs> yeah. you know cause cancer yeah. or something like yeah. that you know so it's 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 insane but yeah i feel like it's just some made up just to nag at the vegans because like yeah i don't know mate i have no idea why either but um i don't know i guess it's some i think that people do <laughs> yeah it definitely is yeah and look i i can see it's i suppose because it's another thing is probably because a lot of processed soy mm. is used in a lot of products and people kind of associate that you know negatively that they use like soy oil soybean oil soy protein isolate and a lot of processed products but that's nothing got to do with actual soybeans or mm. you know it's just they've 
people have used extracts or parts of the soybean and put them into heavily processed products it doesn't mean the soybean is bad it's yeah those heavily processed products mm. are, are the problem so people have kind of associated that with soy as well which is is not really yeah it, it's a pretty loose connection and it's it's not that the the bean itself is bad it's the the actual food that heavily processed food is the issue mm. And I also feel like there's a lot of people who want to become vegans or at least want to give it a go. So what advice would you give to these people who, you know, they were consuming a normal diet, which consists of, I don't know, meat, dairy, whatever, but now they want to give veganism a go. And it's kind of a big jump because like, you're like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? So what advice would you give to these people? Yeah, so definitely what I think is the best way is it's very difficult to go do it overnight. Mm. And I find that people that try to do that might last a week two weeks maybe a month but they definitely tend to go back then you know for to say it doesn't work they didn't feel great on it and i i find more so people that no more than myself it took me quite a number of years to you know to go fully vegan now i'm not saying i don't think it needs to take everybody years because there's more information there there's more products available that it's a lot easier now compared to a couple of years ago but i would say starting starting slow so for example if you do have a you know a meat heavy dinner well just the chili is a good example if you're having like a a chili a beef chili that you start to take out some of that beef and just add more you know more beans in for example so it becomes 50 percent beans 50 percent beef and you just each week you take out a little bit more a little bit more until you know at the end of it after you know maybe six seven weeks you've got a a fully vegan chili now that's your dinner and you've made that transition without really noticing it yeah so just small steps like that and you can do you know you can do that with any meal if it's you know if you have your oats in the morning you're using you know you're using milk okay obviously you can easily switch to soy oat cashew almond any of them if that's too much reduce it back to 50 percent. use 50 percent plant milk and just go from there so it's those that makes a lot of sense you know, yeah. yeah just baby steps yeah exactly and i find people that do that a year two years they're mm. still vegan and you know they've had that time to adjust they understand the process and they've, they've stuck with it so mm. i i do find that you know some people don't like when when i say that because i'm not recommending people to go vegan overnight but you have to be realistic about it yeah that, absolutely you know, yeah it's just not possible for a lot of people and it does depend on what's accessible in their area as well, because not everybody not everybody is as lucky to live, you know, in a major city where you have access to all these products. Some people live in, you know, rural areas, mm. different countries that just don't have these products yet. So, you know, you have to be mindful of that and appreciate that it's going to take them, you know, a lot longer to actually go vegan. So yeah, I, I do think doing it step by step over, you know, if it's over a couple of months is the best approach and one that that tends to work for people Mm. and like for people who want to learn more about veganism and how to incorporate into their own lives and what resources or websites or whatever would you recommend for people to learn such information sure yeah well i mean look apart from your own (laughs) yeah you know obviously i think instagram is a great place for it um yeah on the flip side as i said there's some information you know can be hit and miss Mm. but there, there, there is plenty of plenty of accounts there you know there's some great recipes that are quite easy there's some really simple 
you know bite-sized nu- nutrition tips that you get on on instagram that you know can really help people um on the other side then you know youtube is great as well for if you want to get more recipes so one thing i use quite a lot and i do recommend to people is the happy pair mm. five minute dinner recipes you know i really they really helped me at the start to come up with these really quick easy recipes and anyone i've recommended has got good use from it so if you were lucky if i was going to pick one it would be that just go on to the happy pair youtube channel and check out their you know their videos there. and they're fun to watch their yeah. videos are class to watch yeah, yeah. so There's some good guys there that, you know, that really help mm. help you know push it more mainstream mm. and give people you know give people these uh, these really easy recipes like honestly some of them will take minutes mm. to prepare so it's it's a it's a great resource there and then you know obviously you know, look you type in vegan you kind of have a look around it takes a while to find people that you kind of resonate with and recipes you enjoy because some people will be more into health some people more into fitness more higher protein ones so you know just get on have a look around you will find resources there you know instagram youtube blogs you know i don't know if people read blogs as much anymore um i would go more for instagram and, and youtube yeah no those are all excellent resources and i love to transition into the whole business side of things so you own multiple businesses or like the vegan health hub and then you obviously run loads of um instagram accounts and so on yeah so i'd love to just ask you like how does that whole process work and so on so i guess the i guess essentially we can start off with vegan health hub uh how what is that and what made you start it yeah for sure so that is it's a joint venture between myself and, and some other vegan influencers so we kind of yeah we just saw the market for for actually dietitian backed mm. meal plans and nutrition guides that you know people were bringing out plans which is fine and all but maybe they weren't backed with with you know solid research and from a professional because I'm not a dietitian either so I felt that for me to put out a resource like an ebook I was selling people short and I, mm. the information wouldn't be as good so so we found Jacob our dietitian and we started working with him so myself adam and, and jacob now run the vegan health hub and it just helped us have you know like i said dietitian backed meal plans and guides that we could stand behind so it kind of stemmed from that where we saw them you know we saw there was there was nobody really doing that or not too many people and it wasn't you know people that were doing it were very expensive so we wanted to make a range of ebooks that would be accessible for we would say almost anybody you know with the um the price are not too high it's definitely accessible to most people and the ingredients are generally accessible in as well and the information is put in a way that's easy to read it's not a it's not like you're reading a study and you've got to pinpoint it it's mm. just very very simple very laid out including the steps we took because we all became vegan we were all None of us were vegan by birth or anything like that. We've all mm. took those steps as well. So it was just, you know, giving it really easy resources there. And yeah, that's that's kind of the meaning. So obviously we've grown our, most of our sales have come through Instagram. So we've grown our page there, obviously through our other pages as well. We kind of market it there. So that would, yeah, it's definitely a big part of my business. Um, and we've got some new products coming out on that that we're, we're looking forward to. We do a little bit of coaching there as well, um, 
you know we've we've got some challenges running there as well so yeah that's you know it's excited to see where that goes and that's the overall goal is to make it you know a resource that people can go to and they can trust the information that it's backed by it's backed by research backed by science it's got a professional behind it so mm, that's mm, kind of yeah. the goal there absolutely and how did you guys all meet um was that just a coincidence or how did that happen yeah so i suppose one when you're in instagram and you're in that scene is actually quite small that you know that vegan instagram scene mm. while it might seem big to people outside it it's actually everybody knows everybody yeah. so you know that's kind of cool yeah cool. so you just you, you know you might do a joint post or you might share them on your story you might like one of their posts and the conversation just kind of starts from there so yeah so that's literally how it happened i you know i saw some of jacob and adam's post at the start we started uh just chatting just about veganism that kind of area and yeah it just kind of grows naturally from there where you're like i see an op- you know an opportunity here mm. to work together and we uh just kind of joined up and it's, it's gone from there yeah that's really cool i think like just you know creating a business um with people you don't really know and then boom like there you have it just through the power of the internet so i think that's yeah. huge yeah it's massive and like okay adam is from ireland as well mm. but jacob is from australia mm. and we've never actually met in person mm. but yeah we still have this business together that's so, so cool it's, like, you know, <laughs> it's probably the first time in history where this was yeah an option you know um it just wasn't before so yeah it's 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 pretty powerful really mm. so what does your day-to-day actually look like like what do you do from morning to the time you go to bed yeah so it's, it's work related like in, when yeah. you're on a working day obviously <laughs> sure yeah well look, every day is a working day at the minute yeah. um it's you know the account you run on instagram it's it's seven days a week there's you know you've got to post you've got to be on stories every day so it's look it's it's probably not what people want to hear or people what people will tell you but yeah i check my phone straight away when i wake up and before i go to bed that's just the nature of of what we're doing so yeah so look i suppose the first 30 minutes an hour would be on instagram just checking up on the accounts i manage uh, obviously my own personal accounts just if i have to share stuff reply to dm that kind of area then we'll normally have calls with clients that whole area um a lot of the business is creating you know creating posts creating content for clients so that's pictures infographics videos so it's managing that process you know managing the captions the stories for clients that whole area so i would say a lot of the a large chunk of the day is is managing that and making sure that's all you know the content is relevant and it matches with the client and obviously with our own pages with the vegan health hub with my pages that the content matches up to what we're trying to share and it's on trend and it's valuable information that it's really wanted to everything we do is are we providing value to people that are looking at this post so if it's if it's a recipe if it's a nutrition if it's something about you know vegan lifestyle can you take something away from that and implement it so obviously if it's a smoothie recipe that's quite easy you can make that smoothie you know the next day if it's a nutrition tip if it's around iron for vegan which is you know something we get asked quite a lot okay if i read that post do i know what to do to maybe increase my iron iron intake or boost my absorption rate so yeah that's kind of a 
that's definitely a big chunk of the day and then other than that it's just on Instagram you know DMing stories again that that's another big pause yeah and for someone who wants to build a following on instagram um i suppose your advice would be very specific to infographics but like in general um if you want to grow a personal brand uh, just for an everyday person what advice would you give to such an individual yeah number one i would say is be consistent mm-hmm. so whatever you're doing do it every day mm-hmm. or if you can't do it every every day make it every second day but make sure you you post every second day mm. that's probably number one because i see so many people they come to me okay i want to build a i want to build this page what should i do and yeah they'll post for like a week and then i look at the page and it's they've not posted in two three four days they'll come back to another week but it's just not going to work because you know if people they follow you on day one and then okay each day we're getting a post getting some new information they're enjoying that but then you're gone for you know a couple of days they don't hear a thing from you mm. they're just going to unfollow and you're not going to get that interaction that you're looking for yeah so that's definitely number one and you can't grow without that content as well because the content is what gets shared and and grows the page so you know you got to be on there like i posted on my personal account I've not missed a day in over two years and that's what it takes you know I wouldn't have built it if I had been yeah. you know if I had been half-hearted about it I just wouldn't have built it as quick so yeah that's number one without that you're not really going to go anywhere then second is just looking at the content that you're posting you know similar to the points I've been making there is it on trend is it something people are interested in because it doesn't matter you can have the best picture the best infographic the best video but if it's not something people are interested in, you know, people are not going to watch it. So yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't matter, um, and it's it's getting that as well. So you know, combining that with your message with what people are interested in. So if it's a photo, is the caption giving some value to people on this topic? So that can be you know, obviously my area is veganism, but that might be business, that might be fitness, mm. any other area might mm. be you know cooking there's all these different areas yeah you know are people going to get something from that every day so when they go onto your page see your post are they taking something away if not and it's just you know you're kind of rambling a little bit on the caption or the just bring value i guess yeah yeah yeah. if not you're not going to go very far Mm. and then yeah they're kind of meanings if you can nail those two things you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna so do be consistent well. and bring value yeah exactly yeah and the rest of it is only are just added extra so obviously like being on stories yeah yeah answering yeah. comments all that that's you know that's irrelevant until you've nailed those first two mm. points yeah and your job is completely online so you can pretty much go to any location in the world and just work so how like how did how is that for you so where do you spend most of your time and stuff yeah, it's it's definitely one of the one of the big positives for me because I, I really enjoy traveling as well, and you know, going to new cities, new countries, mm. all that area. So it's it's something I've always wanted to combine with my work, mm. and you know, you know, I'm in that that situation now. So yeah, so at the minute I've just kind of been it's been mostly Europe so far, just traveling around. I was in Spain, um, Austria, and Cyprus recently, so. 
just did a couple of couple of weeks, couple of days in each. Um, I'm back in Ireland at the minute, and then got a couple of trips planned in a couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, it's it's I really enjoy it. It keeps things fresh, interesting for me, um, and because I can work online, once I have good Wi-Fi, a decent internet connection, it's no problem. It's you know it's the same same as being back at home in Ireland. There's no difference really. So, yeah, it's 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 probably something I personally needed to do. It's it, it keeps me, you know, it keeps me energized. It's something I really passionately enjoy, and I feel if I was just in an office, I would not be as inspired, and it would make that whole that whole idea process that I was speaking about earlier just way more difficult. I just feel that that exposure to so, for example, if I go to a restaurant in another country obviously you're sampling you know some vegan dishes from spain or from you know over in cyprus that you know you're not going to get if you just stay in ireland for example yeah. or in the yeah. uk um and it just kind of you know broadens my thinking as well where i can i can get inspired from that or if i meet you know generally i meet people that are are vegan in this country of either they follow me or you know i reach out to them mm. and yeah, you just get new ways of thinking so i really enjoy that as well it's really it's really helped my work rather than hindering it um because obviously you know the traveling is can be stressful if you've got to go from area to area and you know airbnb is kind of what i've been using quite a lot and if something messes up there you know i've had one i was in vienna recently and just an hour before the airbnb cancelled and you're kind of left with nothing then yeah got another place but yeah, there is areas like that, but overall, it's um, yeah, I just absolutely love it and it's that that freedom to just not be stuck to one place and just once I have my computer and my phone, that's all I need. And yeah, I can, I can survive. But you said you work eight to ten hours a day. So do you actually have time to travel and explore the cities? Like on average, um, yeah, do you have time to do these things? Yeah, so that is kind of the price you pay where you're in a new place and it can be difficult to take that time away mm. to maybe go on a day trip you know or you know just relax for a weekend somewhere so look that is that is part of it that it can be difficult mm. so but you know i'll try and take a couple of hours most days to maybe explore a city you know go for a walk into the city or if it's you know whatever area we might be in um yeah, so look, it is it is tough, but generally I have my phone with me, so if I need to stop into a coffee shop or I bring my laptop with me, I can get some work done. And the hours are flexible as well, the way we work. Very few, you know, very few things have to be done at an exact time. It's once it's done during the day, that's completely fine. So we, we're quite flexible in, in that. The only thing is if we have calls, that obviously, you know, we have set times for them. But yeah, generally, of course, yeah. You know, the morning before you just check what calls is coming up and you kind of plan your day around it. So look, it's the whole thing is pretty flexible and I will find myself working, you know, I was at it was two AM last night and I was still working and that's that's completely fine because it gives me time in the day where I can do stuff that I want to do. If mm. that's go to the gym during the day, when it's quiet, if it's, you know cooking during the day, stuff like that. So I, I like that flexibility. It doesn't work for everybody. Some people prefer, you know, they know, okay, I'm working from nine to five or whatever that is. I'm getting that wage at the end of it. 
that's fine if that works for you it doesn't for me i like i like the excitement of this where every day is different you know if it's a different city a different project to work on different ideas different creation so yeah i i just really i love it you know it's, it's something yeah. i've always wanted to do i'm with you on that 100 like that is something that is very appealing to me but one of the big things um i guess a, a concern for me is people i mean when you go to a job you're surrounded by people and you're always interacting with others and so on so i guess like what's what's a good way to you know I maybe make friends or interact with other people because we're social beings after all like we need we need human connection and you know in order for us to be happy and so on um so yeah what are good ways to to do that when you travel because it's a very kind of um lonely kind of job i suppose because you're always on your laptop you know yeah. producing content and you know so yeah what's your kind of perspective on that yeah that is definitely a concern i have found times where you know i've been in if it's a pretty heavy workload i have been in the apartment for you know a long time without actually speaking mm. to somebody in person um it's not been much of an issue now so adam my business partner will come on you know we'll go on trips together mm. so obviously look we're we're working together um other times i kind of go to places where i know people are there so maybe in the evening i will meet them you know i find this day and age you'll probably know somebody in nearly every city yeah. around the world and especially with instagram i'd probably find somebody that i can reach out to online so you know you can meet people easily that way which is great as well and it's just yeah it's you do need to be a little bit more mindful of that and actually plan these events because otherwise and i definitely find myself i get sucked in where i'm working all day and i don't make time for these so it's just trying to book them in and kind of you know okay these two hours i'm going to meet whoever that might be for coffee for dinner whatever it might be so yeah there is ways around it it's definitely a concern but also i don't tend to do this a lot because i prefer working when i'm alone and i I get too distracted if i'm in an office but obviously co-working spaces are the big thing now and there's you know every city will have even a small one that you that can go to true, yeah. and you know you can meet people that way and I've, I've done that a little bit um you know i i found with instagram i'm okay I, I can meet people through that i've not really had to to use them too much but if me you know if you don't use instagram too much it's a different kind of online business that's a great option that you just you know you book in a day or two and in um a, a co-working space whatever city you're in try that out you'll probably you meet a lot of people in a similar situation to you. That's mm. that's definitely one workaround. Mm. And what have been like the biggest challenges for you, um, like doing this, like when you initially started, like what was the biggest challenge for you that you had to overcome? Yeah, it's um, it takes time to build something like this. Mm-hmm. So it's you're not making money for a quite a long time while it's. Building. Are we talking years or months? Yeah, we're talking years. Yeah, it definitely wow. took me a couple of years to to get to. Uh, you know to build that up and to have that following behind me mm. where yeah so like it's you need to be prepared for that as well mm-hmm. that it's not going to happen like people think you know that overnight success but it's, it's very rarely like and it's the same with any field of work you know you're it's very rare you're going to just like you know go straight into that six-figure job you know if you're working you know it doesn't happen like that you got to start you need to start somewhere and build up so it's and yeah 
I, I think you can make money online a lot quicker if you do it right. Now, I, I was kind of, I don't come from a, a digital marketing background and I definitely made some mistakes at the start and it took me a while to, to learn the process. So I would say that is you've got to be prepared for that, but that goes with any business, any, you know, any kind of entrepreneurial person. I find to have that in them that they're prepared to go through that. So that might mean working in other jobs that, you know, you're not that fulfilled in, but at night you're working on this business and you're trying to get that going. So you need to be prepared for that if you do want to, you know, set up any type of business, really, not just an online, but it's going to take some time to get there where you're, you're sustained and you've got money coming in. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a challenge and it was a challenge for me, for sure. Um, and what would you say are the kind of key skills people need to have to do the work you, you're doing right now? Yeah, it's... I would say you've got to, yeah, you've got to persevere, you've got to keep going, you know. Yeah. Things are not going to go like similar to what I was saying there you're not I, I didn't go from zero to you know 10k in a day it, t- it took time it took a long yeah. time and yeah that is just getting stuck in, every day you're doing something but then beyond that I think and people are kind of afraid of this but collaborating with people so that's where my biggest wins have come from when I've similar to what I spoke about with the vegan health hub where you know I got talking to you guys and mm, we collaborated mm. on this this project and this company so it's know don't be afraid to reach out to people and talk to them because very often you'll find you have similar goals to yeah. a lot of people and you can actually you know by joining with them you can actually go a lot further so it's kind of like you know yeah you can get there on your own maybe quicker but by joining with somebody you can actually go a lot further with them and you've got that support and you can actually build something far bigger than you could on your own so I think having that mindset where, okay, it's online and you're, you know, you're in front of your computer, but you're still open to connecting with people via Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever, whatever platform you're using, that you're open to working with people. And I think that's probably the main thing that got me to where I am now is, is by following that, where mm. I, I've always been very open. It, it didn't matter what size people were in terms of like their following or their, you know, how well they were known and just reach out yeah yeah just you know reach out chat them and same with people that have that have reached out to me as my following has grown and you know i'm more than happy to work with people on that and i find great things come from that so yeah if you're open to that i think you'll definitely go far in it Mm. and like what do you wish you knew before you started the whole journey like if you could go back um to you know your first day of launching your businesses and so on uh what would you tell yourself yeah it's there's nothing really stands out you know i kind of i feel like i've learned those mistakes and Mm. i kind of needed to learn them so i needed to go through that process to get to where i am today and if if i kind of you know i don't think taking anything away from that would have would have got me here any quicker but yeah look I, i think the main thing is just that it will take time and just enjoy that process and just be patient yeah. yeah and just be patient just just keep at it like and you know but yeah maybe one thing is just if something's not working just finish it quickly and just move on because definitely in online things change trends come and go very quickly so what was working 
in the first month probably won't work six months so you gotta mm. be prepared to you might have put a lot of work into that if it's that video that type of video but you gotta be prepared to okay that's not working anymore it's time to cut it I need to move on to another idea or another platform or somewhere else where that is more on trend so yeah just you know you, you've got to be quick on the online you know you've got to move with the trends yeah, quick. yeah so you've yeah. got to be on top Adopt, of that yeah. as well so that's that's probably one thing but um yeah there's nothing really else i think either you just gotta you've got to put yourself out there enjoy the process be consistent and mm. Yeah, that's it. Really. Yeah, because I'm at I'm at that stage as well because I'm just about to graduate from um from college, and there's a lot of businessy things I want to do because like I'm definitely an idea guy. Like I've a lot of ideas I want to do. I guess we all have ideas, yeah. um, and I'm like I'm at a stage where like I'm not really sure you know what to do, but like just saying like just you mentioned that you know just be patient, just put in the work and be persistent, and that it's not gonna hope, happen overnight. Like I mean, yeah, that just yeah. it's it's nice to hear like because yeah yeah for sure we all want that that immediate success but like you know it, it's just very rare and look you know i suppose when you come from when you're more business-minded more entrepreneurial mm. minded you're, you are going to have a lot of ideas mm. and like you know i'm exactly like that as well where i've got so many so many ideas that i, I want to use i want to do yeah <laughs> but it's just trying to trying to weigh up the pros and cons of each and then just sticking to what uh, mostly what i do is what i enjoy mm. so for example with i, I didn't enjoy one-to-one coaching mm. so i you know i quickly removed that mm-hmm. and i found I, I preferred more the you know ebooks that mm. kind of area and developing that and developing content to fit in with that so i moved there so it's like don't be afraid to make those hard calls where if you don't enjoy it you don't enjoy it and you're not going to enjoy it even if you're making 100k a year from it you're still not going to enjoy it in a year. Yeah, so that's like, so true. Yeah, don't. If you go down that path, you're not going to be happy, no matter how much money is put in front of you. You're better off focusing on what you actually enjoy, and you know, the money will come from that as well. Yeah. You know, obviously, if it's something you know, you got to be realistic. If it's something, I don't know, but something people are don't want or don't need or not going to buy, then okay, it's probably not the best idea. But if you've got an idea that, okay, I, I saw ebooks were an area that I enjoyed, I knew they could bring value to people, and, you know, that's been going quite well. The way if I had stuck at coaching, okay, I probably would have made more money then, but I, I never would have enjoyed it. So you're it. kind of trying different things to find out what it is that you enjoy, and once you find it, you just go all in on it. Yeah, and go all in. It. Yeah, exactly. that makes yeah, sense, yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, so like, okay there is going to be a little bit of jumping at the start mm. you want to have to try out a couple of things but if you find something you know really go for it then that's the time to go for it mm. and is there any books that you recommend or gift to other people perhaps do any books come to mind yeah so yeah i, I get this quite a lot as well i'm not much of a book person mm-hmm, okay. i'm more into podcast or even podcast yeah, yeah any um, resources i guess to learn and new information yeah for sure yeah definitely like i'm, I'm big into into business podcasts mm-hmm. so probably my number one which i really enjoy is business wars i've if, heard that one before yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of taking two brands on the you know the conflict mm. between them and you know what's happened so like coke versus pepsi mm. that whole story 
I really enjoy them because I think you can learn a lot from from the mistakes of companies and obviously what they've done well as well. So you might think, okay, what could I learn from Coke? But they're, you know, while I don't agree with a lot of their products, they're a marketing genius and they, you know, they know how to market products. So you can take a lot away from that. It doesn't mean you have to market bad products. You can market stuff that does that does good in the world, but you can still use the principles that they've used. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I take it off from off from that. And then how I made this is another one. It's another, you know, they're very business or, you know, entrepreneurship. Is it how I made this or how I built this? How, yeah, so I think it might have switched the name recently. Oh, okay. Because I'm listening to one of them, but I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to look into it though. Yeah. yeah, so how I made this is the one I enjoy. But I've seen right. how I built this and I, I'm not sure exactly the link there. Um, yeah. I'll look into it. But uh, yeah, how I made this is basically people's story of, you know, how they got to where they are today. So it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you're into entrepreneurship and business. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that as well. It's a book that I recently got and it's called Founders at Work. And it's basically very similar to what you said. It's just, um, I think, I, I forgot the author's name, but basically she interviews uh, people who built these massive companies, including Dell, whatsapp apple steve wozniak and she just interviews these people and asked them you know so what what were you doing like when you started like and it just makes you realize like these are just ordinary people they're no special to like anyone else anyone can do it pretty much it's just like you know you have to put your feet down and just go for it yeah for sure look you know i i come from rural ireland dairy dairy family now i've got you know close to half a million followers in that whole vegan area across my pages so mm. it's like i don't come from a background i don't you know it's not a background that you're like okay he's definitely gonna you know be on instagram <laughs> promoting veganism it's nowhere near it like it's the complete opposite right in fact so it's like um yeah you'd be surprised what can come of what can come of things mm. and you know don't feel that you're you're held back like like i said it's earlier i had no experience in digital marketing I had never owned an Instagram account before I started all this. You know, you can learn so much by just doing it and just learning as you go. So like, you know, it's insane the opportunities out there in the online area and what you can actually do. You know, it's just, yeah, just get get stuck in, try it out. So you just kind of learned your whole digital marketing skills just from doing and learning at the same time. Yeah. Like you didn't do any these special courses or whatever. You just kind of went for it and just that's really cool actually yeah yeah no like um yeah it was just literally i started posting on instagram mm. started getting a little bit of traction and i you know started to find out what works what doesn't and it just grew from there like and did you purely go with the infographics or did you post like personal stuff as well um how did yeah. like was it just purely infographics because i feel like they get more engagement yeah as opposed to like you know personal post but yeah what's your take on it yeah so i've like i'm you know, I'm quite big on infographics and the value they bring to people. Mm. That's, you know, that's kind of where I build my brand and the business. So it's, um, yeah, I did start with more food picks, which is fine. And, you know, it got me a little bit of growth. But when I switched to infographics, that's when things really, really started to, to blow up. And um, they're just, you know, they're handy for bite-sized pieces of information yeah. that people can, you know, quickly look at save it to their phone just really really you know they're pieces that you know people don't have time similar to what i said with blog posts earlier i don't know if too many people read blogs anymore when maybe it was the case a couple of years ago 
people just don't have that time now or they're mm. not you know they're not going to sit down and read as much with an instagram post they're on instagram anyway so you can give them a little bit of value there and yeah look sharing as well infographics are very easy to share you can just send it to a friend you know you know download it save it to your phone it's shareable content yeah, yeah so people really are gonna yeah content yeah compared to like yeah some of those personal photos while they're fine and you know you can't get your message across it's very likely you're going to share that with with other people yeah and is there anything that you're excited about in the future let's say in the last in the next five years are you currently excited about something uh what's on your mind yeah look i'm obviously instagram is where where we're at at the minute and mm. that's, that's that's definitely on trend i'm just kind of interested on where you know i'm trying to find out where it's going next so obviously tiktok is one you know one platform that, that's yeah. starting to kick off but we've seen that before with some some come and go it doesn't mean they're going to be here in a couple of years um so it's yeah definitely trying to find out what which one obviously youtube is another one that's you know definitely showing some staying powder and is is only getting bigger so yeah i'm just excited to see where where that goes which mm. which social media platform is next to you know take over instagram or you know maybe there's something completely new out there that people don't know of yet mm. and let's just say there's a message and or not a message a billboard yeah. and on this billboard you can place any message at all and people walk along the street so they look up at the sky and they see oh look there's a big giant billboard there and uh, what message would you put up on that billboard? Yeah, so it, um, I mean, it would have to be something vegan related. So yeah, look, we see quite a lot of, there's quite a lot of those billboards in Ireland actually where it's go vegan and it's, mm. you know, related to dairy cows, um, that kind of very. So you know, I wouldn't be, I would probably give a couple of simple tips if people wanted to go vegan, similar to what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, it would probably be that, you know, like, literally how to do it what are maybe share a tip on each billboard that would probably be what i would do so what are the three biggest tips you would put up on that billboard yeah so number one would probably be to take it take the process slow mm-hmm. and you know do do it piece by piece um i'd probably share a couple of i'd probably tell people to, to look at that happy pair youtube channel to be honest because I, <laughs> I just think there's a lot of value there and yeah number three would be a oh god it'd have to be follow me on on Instagram, I think, you know, I might as well get my, my little plug in there as well. Yeah, and, it's uh, David Cleary PT, is it? David Cleary Vegan PT. Vegan if anybody's PT. interested, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So and just, what is your definition of chasing passion? Yeah, definitely something that, you know, that really resonates with me is that you're chasing something that, that you enjoy doing, that you like doing each day. You know, I wake up, uh, I'm happy to do what I'm doing. You know, it's I never dread any day. It's like I'm looking forward to what I can create, what I can do with people. So like I've never, I don't have that that Sunday night feeling where it's like people are dreading the next day. <laughs> it doesn't exist for me. And I, I've, you know, I've engineered my life to be like that. And yeah, that's, and then, you know, the big thing for me as well, that it's, it's doing good. Mm. I, I see that it's like, you know, I'm happy to promote the message I promote and I feel it's it's beneficial to people that, you know, I don't feel like I go back to Coke, but like I'm not not promoting cans of Coke where it's probably going to have a negative impact mm. on people's health. So it, it's it's combining those with like what you want to see in the world with what you're interested in 
and just finding that middle ground which you know I, I definitely feel I found mm. so yeah that's that's probably my what I see well look David I think it's an excellent opportunity to finish with the podcast but before we do is there anything out there that you'd like to say mention anything at all yeah that's look if, if anybody is thinking of going vegan or are interested in you know even if it's business related around that definitely feel free to reach out to me you know for some tips some advice more than happy to help well it was a pleasure thank you so much for coming on cheers Dom thank you so much for listening to the episode and I really hope you enjoyed it you can find all the show notes on the website chasingpassion.ie that is chasingpassion.ie if you're looking to support the podcast in any way I would really appreciate if you could leave a short review on Apple Podcast, and this would literally take about 60 seconds and it will help the podcast grow in so many ways you can find the link to Apple Podcast in the episode description or just simply search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcast and it should pop right up Thank you so much for listening to the episode. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just thank you so much. And have a great day.